Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files. So join along, watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 11 of season 5, Kill Switch. Brian, tell us a little about this episode. Uh, well, first, how about... Has it a guess as to where this sits in the IMDb Top 217? I say Top 217, there's only 217, so... <laughs> yeah, where do you think it sits? Um... One hundred and nine. Ooh, uh, one hundred and seven. Oh, that at least that that was the last time I checked. Anyway, which admittedly was quite a while ago. So it it mm-hmm. may it may bear it may, it may be worth kind of yeah checking that again. But uh, last time I checked, it was one hundred and seven. So. Not okay. too far off the mark there. Question is, did you guess that number because that's where you'd put it? Or did you guess it because that's where you think the audience would sit? Um, yeah, I... Or did I choose it because it's almost uh, 217 divided by 2? <laughs> yeah. So this right is uh, another episode that... Um, ...in the shape of William Gibson. So Gibson, I I didn't know him before this, but apparently he he's a really big science fiction writer. If if you read okay. science fiction novels, um, his name is one that you're going to know. Uh, so yeah, right off the back of having Stephen King, they had William Gibson, um, and uh, mm. I think if you're a fan of Gibson. And you know his shtick, you know what he's about, then I think this episode will really appeal to you. Now, we've had AI episodes before. Mm-hmm. I can't say they've always, well, I can't say they've ever gone particularly well. Uh, you know, no. it, it's, 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 it's one of those concepts that's just like, okay, James Cameron managed it. Well,. <laughs> After that, you tend to end up with, like, your lawnmower man and that kind of thing. So back in the day, this was my favourite episode of the season. I liked it that much. Um, I think with audiences, like with X-Files fans, it it is one that is really loved in some quarters, but maybe maybe most fans are kind of, like, somewhere in the middle. But I don't see a lot of hate for it, that's the thing. So I think people either either like it or they love it. but uh, yeah, shall we get into it? Yeah, I suppose before we get into it as well, this mm-hmm. is one of those episodes that I wish I had seen at the time. I don't remember it if I did see it. So right. I think, I I don't know if it's aged entirely well right. as what it, what it could have. So I, I by no means feel it's a bad episode, but we'll get to that. But I just feel oh, as okay. if like, at, at the time it was aired, it would probably be more impactful. 
Um, right. Whereas the, the idea of AI has changed so much since then and how it's so prevalent just now. But on the flip side of that, you know, there's, there's things in this episode that when it came out, it was pure science fiction. Where And yet now, it doesn't look so much like science fiction. There's certain things that have kind of been implemented since they were shown in this episode that makes you think, oh, crap, okay, Elon Musk is right <laughs> with where we're heading. So, yeah, but... Uh, like you say, we'll get we'll get into it yeah. when we get into it. I am really interested to find out what you think, though. So, mm-hmm. so we open up on a diner, and there is a rather rude diner guest at a laptop who is trying to upload some kind of kill switch. Now, we're not told at this point that it's a kill switch, but given that the episode is called Kill Switch. You can pretty much gather right off the bat what this guy is trying to do, I think. Um, nope. No? <laughs> no, could you not? I had, no, oh, okay. I had no idea what was going on, Brian. I was just like, he's doing something ne- okay. weird and nefarious. I have no idea right. what. This diner is super stylized, almost in, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a kind of cinematic like version. A noir like a kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It just feels very interesting. And then we start jumping all over the place, and I'm like, I... I don't know what the hell's happening. I'm intrigued, right? but I, I don't know. Okay. So basically all the local gangs start converging because they're all getting these calls like, you're after this particular guy, aren't you? Well, he's at this diner. And, and then yeah. the, the, the cops as well, the, the, the FBI or DEA or whoever they are, it's like, you're after this, these guys. Well, they're all... So basically they all turn up, mm. realise that, holy crap, a representative from practically every gang that has a beef with each other is there and it automatically turns into a, a ridiculous gun battle that wipes everyone out including our friend at the laptop mm. um before he manages to get done what he's trying to get done um and yeah like i say when, when I, I don't know if this was my thought back when i originally saw it but mm-hmm. certainly watching it now it, it kind of stands to reason that the episode's called Kill Switch. This guy is trying to upload something to his laptop and he gets taken out in a way that suggests AI yeah. uh, to me. So I'm like, oh, he, he was trying to shut down the computer, so the computer got there first and shut him down. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't have any of that at all. So I'm watching this and it's a, it's a tremendous opening. It's wonderful. It's so full of like mystery and what the hell? Why are all these gangs here? But all the time watching this guy who just seems so edgy and nervous, I just, I wanted him to press that button. I didn't feel like he was a bad guy doing something bad. You know, even yeah. when the, the, the marshals burst in, he's like, no way. And I'm like, just hit the button, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just do it! <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I thought this was a fantastic opening and I thought it was really well shot and really well stylized, and just created a hell of a lot of mystery. Um, and, and I was like, is the episode going to be able to live up to this opening? Yeah. I like the build-up of tension, just the, the way that it's putting all the pieces together and you start to realise that oh, all these rival gangs are meeting, they've been organised to go to the same place, same place this guy's at. Clearly people are trying to take each other out. It's just, yeah, it, but it's like, who's behind it? That's, mm. that's the question. So even by the end of the scene, you, you were still like, okay, 
Don't know what that was about, but yep. intrigued. Yeah, I, right. yeah, I had no okay. idea. All right. Even though you had told me previously it was about AI, I still... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're at the crime scene, uh, and it turns out the, the gentleman at the laptop, his name is Donald Gelman, mm. who is apparently the inventor of the internet. Or one of them, at any rate. Yeah. He he was he was there at the dawn of the internet with with the guys who all became famous for inventing the internet. Mm. But he kind of took a step back because, yeah, various reasons. He could see where it was heading. Um, and it's here that Mulder decides to steal some evidence, which is the disc inside the laptop. Oh, oh the laptop. The laptop. Is, yeah. Yeah, and the. Yeah, they check inside and get like a disc from it, um, which is which... very unlike Mulder to to take evidence like that. You know, like like a, a giant laptop. Like, <laughs> did, <laughs> did they smuggle it by everybody? <laughs> you think you think that's not like Mulder? I I don't I don't I, I felt that was a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think if he's done it before. I I, I feel like he has. Like I, I could maybe. I can maybe see him taking the CD. It was just the size of the laptop, and I'm like, how did yeah, he get just, that high? <laughs> Subtly, uh, surreptitiously yeah. taking the... Uh, yeah. Um, but they put the CD into the car anyway, and it's like, it's playing music. Mm. And he's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before this guy died, he was really desperate to play these tunes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but they take it to the lone gunman, mm-hmm. who basically just start going like tech gasms, tech yeah <laughs> tech gasms over the fact that this this Gelman guy, uh, well they, they're really mournful to begin with because this Gelman guy is like one of their heroes mm-hmm. as, as far as they're concerned. He was like he's up there with you know Einstein and. And all the greats kind of things when it comes to their field at any rate. So um, they figure out that there is actually code on Mm -hmm. the CD. So it's not just a music CD, there is code on it. Um, And the shipping container number in one of Gelman's emails, which they pull off his laptop. So now remind me on this one. It's just a number that Mulder sees, isn't it? It's not it doesn't yeah. say like it's a shipping container. I have no idea how he jumps to the fact that that's a shipping container. Like, well, I, I, I really just I, I figure it's because um, there's eight numbers shipping container. Is is FBI shipping container numbers have a certain number of numbers in it? Um, he's probably worked in you know he's, he's he's probably done work before where that's been. Uh, a requirement and it, it's just it's just one of them bits of info like we've, we've all done it we've all had bits of useless information that we know because we did a job here or we did something to do with that i mean even scully looks at him and goes what how yeah. it's like but but like like if we, if we didn't get that look from scully like she was just yeah, yeah, shipping container. Oh, oh, everybody knows this, do they? Everyone's really into the shipping container numbers. Mm. But it, it it doesn't feel out of place for me that Mulder would know something like this because given what he does, and the circles he travels in and the things he investigates, like we've seen him tracking ships before. Mm. Um, 
you know so it yeah i it it doesn't throw me to be right. honest okay it's just it's just one of those bits of information that he happens to know and it helps us move the story forward uh, rather than having another two scenes of them doing some kind of investigating just to find out where this number's going to lead um, it's just shorthand really so okay yeah don't bother I'm, I'm not buying it but okay all right um so yeah anyway they track this number to a shipping container and yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> so but instantly when they open the door Mulder gets taken down like a pussy <laughs> yeah. and it's left once again for scully to take it, down the culprit in all fairness he gets teased he, he does um, but then, in, in all fairness, again, I think Scully gets tased several times and still keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't let it stop her. No. They both get tased. The difference is Scully's like, screw this, I'm taking you down, Biatch. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. No, no, that is Mulder. That's pure Mulder. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's Scully. Mulder. I've <laughs> seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Scully takes this woman back to the container um, and she's just like so nonplussed by these two agents. She's mm. like yeah. playing to the beat of her own drums. She's just like got her head yeah. in her game the whole time. It's not kind of and, and this interesting is what they're saying. Invisigoth. Invisigoth, yeah. Um, that's that's the online name she uses anyway. And you've got to... You've seriously got to get some um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo vibes off this woman. If you've seen Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, you would swear blind that this was a rip-off of it. Now, I don't know when, when that book was written, so it could it was, very it was, well it was, be. It was after 2000. It was after 2000. Right, okay, so... Oh, it, was, it was released after 2000, but I believe he had written these books well before then. Right, okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't know when the books were written, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say who ripped off who or what. Mm. I, not, not even that it's a rip-off. It's like, you know, people write things similarly without ever knowing that yeah. someone else is writing. You know, it's happened to me, so I'm not going to accuse anyone but, of ripping anyone off, but... But as a... a when you like at that time in the in the late nineties, mm. you think of like a, a female hacker. It's it's like yeah. the completely unrealistic archetype, isn't it? You know, incredibly attractive, goth, black yeah. leather, knows her shit. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. A person yeah. that never exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but again, like I, I feel like now you watch this, and going back to what you said in the beginning about it being dated. Like, how many characters can you... Like, when was this episode? This was 97, I think, 98? Yeah. So, so this was around 97, 98. So we didn't have The Matrix yet, nope. you know. Um, we didn't have Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. So there's so many things in this character that we've seen since in other things that are, you know, a lot more famous. Yeah. Like, if you played this episode today, you would be forgiven for for someone saying uh it's, it's just the matrix and girl with a dragon tattoo and then if you turn around to him and say well, actually it predates both those things it's like oh all right if you put it in that context watching this back then 
This was mm. quite a fresh idea. It felt fresh anyway mm. um, to me. But yeah, so uh, so the Invisigoth kind of she start she's at her computers all start going haywire and she's adamant that department of defense satellite has locked onto the container and is about to blow it sky high Mulder's on board he's like yeah scully get in the car let's go and she's like oh come on Mulder!" <laughs> it's like yeah. uh she's she's not buying any of it but she reluctantly gets in the car they speed away just as a missile comes in and blows the container sky high so i i, I hated this like, really I, not not all of it i hated scully's reaction here her point blank refusal to to leave the shipping container because she's always someone like errs in the side of caution she's always careful about things and there's nothing to lose by jumping in the car pulling back and then going told you it was a pile of crap but it's just that that forced kind of tension of her instantly refusing to leave i just didn't buy do you that. not do you not think it's also the fact that she just got tased by this bitch and she's like it's it's she you've got you've got to imagine that there is some in like major hostility there from scully uh having just been Possibly, tased but by this al- woman. also on the computer screen you can see like something zooming in on the shipping container there at like yeah i know but it's not it's not out of uh the realm of thought that this woman is kind of doing anything she can to get free. She's just tased him. She's clearly trying to get away. She doesn't want to be captured. But so she's handcuffed and put in the back of a car as they drive away. Like she's still not going to escape from there. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just. It's just for me. It's just the the eye rolling from Scully. Doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's it, just it didn't a, strike me as. I, I like. I, I. I would be like. Hang on. I've seen some crazy crap in my time. Maybe let's just get in the car just to be safe. But I just, I don't know. I just think with everything that's going on, I'm not, I'm not totally against Scully having a bit of an eye roll and a bit of a, oh, really? A, a bit of an eye roll, fine, thing. but just jump in the car. Like I don't buy her like, just going like, no, I'm going to stand here and see if I explode. Like that just. <laughs> <laughs> well, she I doesn't. Just... She gets in the car. Reluctantly. She's really yeah. like, yeah, but. For me, it's more about her wanting everyone to know that she does not like this woman. She does not like uh, this this situation kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so nice explosion though. Gotta say, yes. Oh yeah, great. Um, great. Yeah, and the, the missile yeah. coming in and just blowing it up. It's terrific. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pr- pretty. Impre- I also love Mulder's driving as he tries to get out, hitting everything at sight. <laughs> you know, either side the shipping containers. <laughs> Just keep the car straight, mate. It's just like everything will be fine. So Mulder guesses AI. Scully wants answers and gets condescension instead. So she pulls over. And again, this is this is where it's all coming from. She she cannot stand this woman. Um and whether it whether she feels threatened by her in, intelligence, her lack of um care with with regards to law enforcement or what she just everything about this woman rubs her the wrong way when she's trying to do a job and get answers from her all she's getting in return is condescension there's no respect for the law there and she's she's like you sense that in that moment if she could get away with it she'd just turn around and hit this woman 
but in a frustration she just pulls the car over and gets out and then that's when she gets into it with Mulder um cuz she's angry uh so she does she doesn't believe in Visigoth who mm. feeds them a story of how Donald created an AI and loosed it on the internet uh once it showed intention and started ignoring them uh, then Donald realised he needed to create a kill switch, which is the CD, according to Invisigoth. Yeah. So, she, so she's like, I, I for me, I just think everything's moving so fast, mm -hmm. and I think Scully, because Scully is such a rational person, she wants the time to be able to say, "Hang on, hang on, no, slow down, slow down, let's figure this out." We're getting a lot of people saying a lot of sh stuff. You know, let's get our wits about us before we get led down the garden path. And Mulder's doing what Mulder always does, which is straight to the conspiracy theories, straight okay. to believe in the person they've only just met for five minutes. And I think all of this stuff, having just been tased, now having just been caught in an explosion, which may or may not have been caused by Invisigoth herself to destroy evidence, because mm. um, we don't know what was in that no, container. All of this stuff's going through Scully's head. She's pissed off. She wants answers. She's not getting any. Mulder's going along with it like a lapdog. So I kind of understand where she's at at this point. Um, so they take... <coughs> Before I move on, what, what do you think about this character in Visigoth? Um, I, I, I don't mind her. She seems kind of driven and, and I, don't, I don't see her as being duplicitous. Mm. Uh, I see her as maybe not telling the full story, but she's not. Yeah. She's she's not lying. Um, I kind of believe her uh, mostly, and she's mm. she's fine. Yeah. Well, the lone gunmen really like her. <laughs> That's because she's a girl, Brian. <laughs> so Mulder and Scully take the CD back to the lone gunman, and they basically <clears throat> all but slaver all over her, especially fro hickey as you'd expect yeah. uh, he's like woo, just like coming out with comments not holding back at all um it turns out this woman's real name is esther nan so esther says they can't go online now so they need to find the ai's body that it's built for itself and put the cd directly into it scully mm. gets pissy because <laughs> I feel like Scully's lost control, and that's that's the problem here. It's like she feels like this this woman is leading everything. Um, and do you think this this woman? Um, do you think there's a kind of attraction for Mulder there? Do you think there's a little bit of jealousy involved in it? I think I think there's a. Uh, Although there's there's never going to be anything between them, and we know it's kind of yeah, there is still yeah. A... I I think it's like that kind of instinct jealousy the you know the the kind you're not always conscious of when uh if you got someone that you feel really closely to real affinity to and then mm -hmm. someone new just comes in on the scene and all of a sudden have that person's attention there is this innate thing isn't there this instinctive thing that comes out that's like kind of marking your territory type of thing um mm -hmm. yeah i do think there is some of that there um and i think it's not helped by the fact that 
as soon as they get this woman to the lone gunman, they're kind of practically worshipping her. And, you know, it's just, it's like, oh, man, another reason to roll her eyes kind of thing. So, um, <clears throat> so, so we're told that, um, so this, this thing, um, if, if it's created a body somewhere, it will do it near what is called a T3 connector, um, because it something to do with how it allows it. A T3 connection is basically just a high-wired internet connection. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like super broadband before it was such a thing. Yeah, yeah. So back back then, it would have been the the best thing for it to kind of get onto the internet and and have the widest reach, so to mm -hmm. speak. So so Mulder tracks down a this T3 connector uh, to what looks like a hobo's cabin <laughs> so and while, yep. while while he's doing that scully wakes up finds the lone gunmen sleeping all together in one room <laughs> it's quite amusing which makes perfect sense to be honest yeah. like, <laughs> like it's not one of those things you watch and you go that seems odd you're like that yeah like these guys that seems right yeah yeah the odd thing is actually that it's not until after the episode and you're reading back your notes that you realize oh they were actually all sleeping together in one room uh mm -hmm. <laughs> and i didn't even flinch uh so yeah and esther pulls a gun so yeah she's given scully more reason to like her um yep. so Mulder rings Scully to tell her he's found a T3 connector plugged into an old farmhouse. Scully is driving whilst being held hostage at gunpoint. And I love the way she talks to Mulder. Like he's just there with all the enthusiasm. I found it. I found it. It leads to, you know, it's like, and she's just like, okay, Mulder. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm driving right now. It's like she's it's trying to alert him, and he's just—he's too excited to even care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm talking this way because something's very different with the situation here. Yeah. Will you acknowledge it? Sense the tone. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of stuff in this episode, um, which feeds in to the next episode. I gotta say. Um, okay. Like if you if you watch the two episodes back to back, there's stuff in the next episode where you go, uh, I I can see I can see why they why they think that or why they put it that way. So yeah, um, so Mulder follows the T three line to a yeah to a caravan. Like I say, mm -hmm. what looks like a hobo's caravan. And yeah. Esther and Scully arrive at David's house. Uh, so David is <laughs> That's the... bold calling it a house, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was previously a house. Yeah. The, the remains of a house. Of a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, David, uh, he worked with um, Invisigoth. top friend at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So him and Invisigoth worked with our laptop buddy mm. at the beginning who created the kill switch. Um, Esther and Scully arrive there and 
Esther basically breaks down um, and and gives up at that point really because she yeah. gives she hands the she hands the gun to Scully. It's almost who has like, worked her way free, who's ready to make the move. Yeah, 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 and it's like she just gives her the gun. So Scully's then all all of a sudden she's like, oh, she's given up her power. So maybe it's time to listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but you, you you just know Scully was about to kick ass. So, um, but I love that she did escape though. Yeah, yeah. That that well, was Mulder, that. Would, Mulder would just be tied up forever <laughs> until Scully Go, saved him. Yeah, until Scully saved him. Yeah. So Mulder approaches the caravan, um, and a bunch of sirens go off. There's a load of surveillance, like kind of. Yeah, so clearly this thing is 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 watching him in some way. Yeah. Um, we're getting, we're getting a lot of cut to this, cut to that kind of thing. Esther and David, so, so Esther starts to tell Scully a little bit more information, which is that yeah. Esther and David were going to upload their consciousness, consciousnesses, consciousness, collective consciousness, mm-hmm. to the internet. Um, Donald said, hell no. <laughs> yeah. And basically, kind of, and that, and that's when they parted ways. He was like, "No, don't want any anything to do with this. Goodbye, you're gone." Um, Scully offers uh, an optimistic sentiment, which is perhaps David managed, or perhaps he weren't even in the house when it was bombed. So, yeah, um, it's a fleeting hope. But, but but yeah, it just it, you text me actually, or I text you um, when we were. I was watching it, you were watching it, and you just you messaged me back with a, a lawnmower man comment. What, what, yeah. <laughs> Mulder man, lawn Mulder man, yeah, um, which is like yes, yeah, so, so like lawnmower man is. It, it predates this episode yes. obviously. So if you if you got if you're gonna if you're gonna talk inspiration, then I think you would have to say Lawnmower Man is is it. Um mm. now I would argue this episode is a hell of a lot better than Lawnmower Man. Um yep. personally. But um yeah, it, 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 just that idea of these these two people upload they want to upload their consciousness into the internet and then kind of become one in the mm-hmm. optic fibers and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure I would want to do that, to be honest. No. <laughs> if Even if it was possible, I don't think I'd want to do that. So Mulder breaks in from below the caravan and finds David Markle, who looks long since dead, um, <laughs> yeah. all kind of tied up to a computer. System hmm. like, like a VR system almost. Yeah, like a VR system. So clearly, he he attempted to do what it was he and Invisigoth were trying to do. Whether or not he was successful is another matter. Um, it's at this point that Mulder gets fried. <laughs> Basically, yeah. the the AI system jumps him, for want of a better word, uh, straps yeah. him up and fries his ass. Um, 
and we go from there to to like him being in an ambulance taken to a hospital getting strapped down by these really sexy nurses and then getting seen to by a geriatric doctor and it all just feels yeah, but it doesn't feel like a hospital because the walls aren't like yeah. clinically clean. It's a little bit grubby. No. It's a little bit. It feels almost like one of those um, horrified asylums that you kind of see yeah. in horror movies. You know, where it's, it's like Hellraiser or Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, so it feels very dreamlike. Um, mm. I, I, one of the things I love about this episode is the pacing. Mm. Like for me, it's it's just it's breakneck. Like from the moment it opens with the whole gangland shooting and stuff and the way we find out bits of information which again going back to that the whole serial number thing with the if they didn't do that scene that way you i don't know where you'd fit it because it's mm. just so much happening so much going on and it's so fast-paced yeah. that you know so yeah, like you go from Mulder being fried and then to being in an ambulance in the hospital. You've got these, all these sexy nurses doing their things, geriatric doctor doing his thing. It's all a bit dreamlike. It's all a bit weird. <clears throat> and then we cut to Scully and Esther driving. Uh, Scully says she can't reach Mulder, but that he said he'd found the T3 connector at a farm in Fairfax County. Fairfax, mm. once again, a uh, made-up town that seems to get mentioned a lot in the X-Files. Um, Esther says she might be able to disable the T3 connector and kill the AI's communication ability. Um, so, yeah, okay, you do that then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like Scully and Esther are now kind of become a bit of a team, so to speak. Yeah, so Mulder loses an arm and is suffocated by a sexy nurse. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just it's like when she pulls the uh the thing off and his arm's gone and he's just like ah. <laughs> it's a great effect though it looks yeah it's good um but yeah like this this never felt like a, a surprise like it mm. never once felt like this was actually happening like i'm like god right he's he's in he's in a computer system yeah, um, whereas, yeah. But I, th I think maybe if I'd seen it back in the day when it came out, I, I may have gone along for a little bit longer, possibly. Possibly, I like I. I don't think I ever went along with it in that regard. I just think mm -hmm. there's other things to be gleaned from it, not least of which the humour. Mm -hmm. Like I, it, I, I find it really funny. <laughs> it's just it's it's the reveal of it, and she pulls it back and. Mulder's reaction to it is quite amusing. Um, it also cuts to the point of revealing that, yes, he is in the AI. So the threat isn't necessarily that, oh, he's, uh, he's genuinely got his arms and legs cut off. The threat is that he's stuck in this AI system. And we can assume that David, whose body we saw just moments ago, didn't get out of that AI system. That's why his body is still there. So there is threat implied by this situation, but it's not by it's not because of the the loss of limbs. It's because of where Mulder is now trapped, and how is Scully and um, Esther going to get him out of it? Yeah. <coughs> so Although the, the 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 loss of the body parts reminds me a lot of uh, the old Amicus movie, Scream and Scream mm, Again. Yes. Um, yeah. 
where yeah. we just keep cutting back to a guy that just keeps losing yeah. limbs, and that's all we go back to him for. <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah, that, I that's I didn't know that's what the movie was called, but I'd seen it as a kid. Mm. I, I think I watched it when I was about fourteen. I was ill, off school, and I watched it because it had been on TV. I taped it, whatever. Um, yeah, and I just I, that was the that was the only thing I remember from it. The fact that every time they kept going back to this guy. They take another arm, another leg, and then at one point it's just literally like yeah. two, yeah. Well, four arms stumps. And legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but I did and think it, about it. Again, that's that. It's just the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the AI destroys the computer, nearly killing Esther. So Esther's there trying to like break this T three connection. The AI sent it locks onto the laptop. Basically, sends another missile. Yeah, I thought I thought um, she was going for. Right. Okay. Because it's just the way she moves. She moves onto the bridge. The bridge is turning. She's separated from Scully. Uh, yeah. Because she's separated from our lead character, you're like, well, this this could go. Yeah. Um, but you know. Yeah. So they did a the good. They did a good job of building that tension. Yeah, there. but even yeah. like an intelligent way of like, if you're going, well, nothing's going to happen to Scully, but by separating yeah. them, yes, well, something could happen. Yeah, definitely. So, Mulder dreams of Scully battling the sexy nurses. So th- th- by this point, it's just like... fighting. <laughs> it's such a great moment. It's like you got these like sexy nurses doing their business on Mulder, trying to trying to coax information out of him and then scully just bursts in beats them all down (laughs) and then asks for the same information yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's like one approach ain't working the the ai is trying to softly softly approach so then it it kind of goes with the uh the scully being a badass approach so scully and esther get to the caravan they shoot the little robot out that's kind of defending it. Um, the cube computer wants the kill switch, which uh, yeah. I was like, when, when, when he did that, I was like, oh, really? Because that's what they were there to do. They were there to give it the kill switch. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, but Esther explains this as uh the, the the computer system itself if it takes the kill switch how it wants to take it rather than it being given to them the way they're going to give it uh it it has a chance of creating basically a, a, a an immunity an antivirus so to speak um a vaccine essentially uh so yeah, so so it can vac- vaccinate itself against it. Um, it starts shocking Mulder to make them put it into this disk drive. Mm. Uh, Scully uploads the kill switch, gets Mulder out, and then Esther sends a missile to that location before uploading her or uh, attempting to upload her consciousness uh, yeah. to the internet. Uh, and yeah, so we see once again explosion nice little bit of pyrotechnics caravan goes up in smoke and Mm. yeah um 
after that, we have uh, Mulder and Scully surveying the wreckage. Um, basically giving a, a little discussion on the merits of AI and, yeah. um, you know, whether or not uploading one's consciousness to the, the internet and becoming one with, with someone else through that way would be a valid form of evolution. Um, mm. and yeah, it, it, ra it does raise certain questions about where humanity is heading. And when you yeah. look at how we've progressed today, the mm. way that people are so hooked up to the machines, um, it doesn't really feel as far fetched as it once did. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we, we just get two little tiny scenes that are just like little cappers where the lone gunmen get sent a message online that says, bite yeah. me, <laughs> which is quite amusing. Which and is then, alluding to the fact that Invisigoth is uploaded. Yes. So that's that one's alluding to the fact that Invisigoth is uploaded. Mm. And then the second one, which is we get to see another caravan. So these, these kids kind of kick the ball yeah. over this fence. And it's a caravan very much like the one we saw before with the camera watching their every move, which suggests that the AI survived. Yeah. Um, and that it actually had not just one body, but another one, like a backup mm. kind of yeah. somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go There's on. one thing that's just, it's, it's never, it, it's alluded to. Um, mm. And that is that Invisigoth and, is it Danny? David. Danny was the other guy? David. They had mm. the plan where the two of them were going to upload themselves. Yeah. And yeah. There, there is that possibility there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's never, you know, she, she, when she finally ties herself up to the machine, that's the space for two people. That was the two of them that were going to do that. So maybe, yes, yeah, maybe there is somewhat of a happy ending for these two characters. Some yeah, well, well, I think the the implication there is that certainly Esther is is now in the mm. in the internet. Um, yeah. Whether David made it or not is a different matter. So. Yeah, so uh, just a, a quick wrap up. Right, I I found the, the opening of Kill Switch to be phenomenal. I, it left me with so many questions. It was so well shot and created, and had all this mystery and excitement and tension. And I, I wondered if the episode was going to live up to it. And I don't think it quite did for me. In fact, I think almost watching this after seeing all the things that we talked about throughout the episode, it it wasn't as impactful as it could have been mm. back in the day. And like I said, it's not a bad it's not a bad episode. It's nowhere near a bad episode. In fact, I'd happily watch it again. But I just think that because it's been mined so much for uh, various AI storylines or characters and things that have been done sometimes worse, sometimes better than this, it kind of robbed it of that almost originality. And even though it did predate a lot of those, those are so ingrained with me that I just I couldn't overcome a lot of them. Um, and mm. there were certain moments where I just I just didn't I couldn't I couldn't grasp them in my head, like Scully refusing to leave that story I know you tried to rationalise it out, but I just I didn't see her doing that. And Visigoth was a character that although I didn't distrust, I didn't particularly like either at the end of it. Um I did like the nightmare sequences at the end. I thought they were great with Mulder losing his body parts. I thought they were really well played. They, they, they were kind of like 
nightmare fuel for you and mm. Scully saving the day. All in all, I think I'm going to give this one a cautious four out of five. Right. But I'm sure you're going okay. to rate that much higher. Yeah, it's still a five for me. I, I just, I, I do really love it. And again, I think what you say, I think what you say is is perfectly valid in that. Like I watched this when it first aired, yeah, and there wasn't a right lot like it. Like the, the, obviously there'd been science fiction stories before. There'd mm. been crappy movies like The Lawnmower Man. Um, that even been X Files episodes like Ghost in the Machine, um, and and the concept for me had never quite gelled. So when when I found out that this this famous science fiction writer William Gibson was going to try his hand at doing a, an AI episode, I, I was a bit like, I don't care really to be honest. Um, it it, ne- it never works well. Uh, you know, again, pre Matrix. You know, it's like. It's like the only the only AI kind of thing I could think of at that point that, that I really loved was like your Terminator films. Mm. Everything else was a bit hokey, a bit uh, Johnny Mnemonic and all that kind of crap. Um, so when I watched this, it did feel fresh. It did feel like the ideas that people often talked about surrounding AI had been solidified into something that was fast-paced, action-packed uh revealed quite a bit about our characters just yeah was just highly entertaining and still Mm. is for me um and so i'm kind of the other way around in that i look at all those things that came after this yeah and it makes me appreciate this all the more because i'm like so many times x-files like rips off a movie you know i think ice and the thing um, and, and often it does it does do a better job than the movies it's aping, and often it doesn't. Um, this is a case where, okay, given the time it came out, what's it aping? Yeah, probably Lawnmower Man, maybe Johnny Mnemonic. I, I, ne- I never actually watched that film. Um, but <laughs> but I love uh, Johnny Mnemonic. But it does a better job, you know. Get, like I said, I'm not seeing Johnny Mnemonic, but I know its reputation. It ain't good. Um, so I can only assume it does a better job than that film. And so for me, I'm just like, yeah, this 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 is an episode that did a better job of anything else at the time. And that when you look at the things that came after, you can kind of see that, well, you know, this it still holds up pretty well, considering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's a five out of five. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Bad Blood. Oh, man. I, I really don't want to ruin anything, but... Right, it's a comedy episode. Okay. It's written by Vince Gilligan. Okay. It's about vampires. Right, it's okay. Got and it's and it's very much got the whole Rashomon inspired storytelling vibe to it. In so which yeah, you... everything about that is ticking my boxes, Bray. Yeah, everything. So, so you're going to see like the same events told from different perspectives, and how those perspectives are viewed. So you know what I was saying earlier about how next episode a lot of the stuff that happened here mm-hmm. would feel more relevant. Um, 
a lot of the things that Mulder and Scully do in this episode, I think if you carry that with you into next episode, you can kind of see why the certain perspectives are seen the way they are seen. Um, why, why certain people have <laughs> right, particular okay. perspectives. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Well, I look forward to discussing this one. That, that does sound like something I'm going to love, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess we'll wait and see. So thank you for listening to us talk about uh, episode 11. We look forward to joining us for episode 12. If you listen to us on whatever podcasting device or on YouTube, if you want to review, like, it really helps and allows others to discover our podcast where we gush over the X-Files revisited. Join us next time for Bad Blood. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.